I always wanted to be a teacher. That was all I ever wanted to do. And when it was time for me to go to college, um, I looked just at teacher programs. And I was really lucky. When I went to college, they were looking desperately for teachers. So there was something called teacher remission of fees. And I paid $90 in tuition every fall and $12 every spring. And all I had to do for that was is teach in the state of Maryland for two years. And when I first got married, my husband got transferred out of state, which meant I couldn't really teach. So I worked in a job course center and then we moved back to Maryland. I taught two years and paid it back. But no, there was never anything else I wanted to do but teach. I can't imagine doing anything else. Welcome to the St. James Academy podcast, commemorating the 200th anniversary of the founding of St. James Academy. Stay tuned after the podcast to learn more about how you can get involved with the commemoration. And now, here's the Student Council. Tonight, the Student Council is interviewing Mrs. Dawson. Mrs. Dawson worked at SGA for 30 years, retiring in 2014. She was always an advocate for her colleagues. She headed committees which increased phone access for teachers, as well as installing vending machines for the faculty use. She was an early encourager of Joe Adele to teach technology classes at the time he was in a support role. Mrs. Dawson wrote lyrics for a St. James Academy anthem that was sung at graduation for many years. Hi, Mrs. Dawson. Nice to meet you guys. And I'll start with saying, um, so what was it like working at SJA? Wow. Um, it was a privilege. And I had, uh, you know, I've, I've taught in many different formats before. I've taught adults. I've taught nursery school. Um, I've been a teacher all my life. And elementary was always my favorite. When I took the job at St. James, there was a fourth grade job and a second grade job available. And uh, I had asked for the fourth grade job, but at that point, Mrs. Clark had the master's degree and I didn't. And um, so she took the fourth and I took the second, which was a blessing because I ended up loving second grade. It was the best of all possible worlds, I thought. And unfortunately, I think for my kids, sometimes it was hard because sometimes I expected them to produce like a fourth grader and not like a second grader. So I, I, I held them to a pretty high bar and very seldom did they ever disappoint. They just, they, I always found kids worked as hard as, you know, if they, if they liked what they were doing, they worked up to their potential. So um, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah, definitely. Do you have a favorite memory about second grade or just SJA in general? If you're asking about second grade, I have lots and lots of, of memories and I have just hundreds. I'm go actually in the process of going through photographs of um, the kids that I've never had time to organize before. Probably my favorite thing of all was we did something in second grade called show and teach. The, the goal of show and teach was we were too old to do show and tell. So they brought something in and then after the presentation, we voted on whether it was a show and tell or a show and teach. And the, the, the teaching element was that we learned something we never knew before. And I was always amazed at what these kids came up with. Um, I remember I had one little boy who had some learning disabilities who came in 
and his his favorite thing was to uh, collect troll dolls. And he gave a presentation on the history of troll dolls. I could, couldn't believe it. It was just unbelievably good. I had another child came in one time with his dad who was a pilot and he explained to me for the first time how an airplane stays up in the sky because I had never really understood it until Kevin explained it to me. So they, they were really some of my favorite memories with the kids teaching me rather than me teaching them. What was it like working at St. James and like interacting with all your second grade students? Well, in the beginning, you, you have to understand how very different it was when I first went there. You would not realize what St. James was. I was thinking today about how it's changed. And when I started at St. James, it started in the big hall, and that's what we called McDonald Hall, and I always have trouble changing it in my mind. Uh, school started in the big hall and went down, and it ended right at my classroom, which was on the first floor. The whole north wing was not there. The whole west wing, which was in the back of the building, that wasn't there. That was originally a, uh, a tennis court back there behind the, the, the stage. Um, so the, the building itself expanded exponentially. I mean, it just kept getting bigger and bigger, and we kept thinking there's no way we're going to fill it up, and we did. But we also only went to sixth grade. So the sixth grades were the big fish. You know, they, they were the ones that put on a sixth grade play every year. Uh, they were the ones that got to go to Echo Hill, which was a huge deal in those days. There was no such thing as a Disney trip or um, the other trips that you all take now when school is normal. Um, so I forgot the original question you asked me. I, that's what, by the way, that's probably what my students will remember the most about me is I will digress. And they loved to get me to digress. And they would sit there. You could see them with their little gleaming eyes going, oh, good, we're not talking about math anymore. Now we're talking about something else. And um, they never knew that I did a lot of it on purpose just to get stuff in. But did, I, did, I, did I answer your question? Yes. That's really okay. neat learning about how you interacted with all your students. Yeah. They were good kids, and, and it's, it's been amazing. I've kept in touch with some of them over the years. Um, I think one of my, my fondest memories, I got a letter one time from a, a girl I taught thanking me um, for teaching her how to study, and she had just um, been accepted in medical school. And she said, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you, and I'm sure that's not true, but it made me feel good. That and um, a couple of times I had students, if you were, I can't remember exactly how it worked, but if you were like in the top 10% of your graduating high school class, you were allowed to make nominations to who's who in America teach, America's teachers. And um, that was a pretty special thing for me because it, it made me feel really good that they still... 10 years later, remembered who I even was. So what would you say uh, St. James uh, contributes to the bigger community? Hmm. I think it's, it's, it's been a central meeting place for, for years. Um, 
you know, the, the age of that building alone historically makes it important to the community. Um, there have been times when that church has been very, very uh, small. There have been times when it's been much, much larger. There was a time when in order to get a student into St. James Academy, they gave priority to members of the church. So that took the church's enrollment way up, which helped the church out. Um, the uh, pony show has always been a big draw for the community. I mean, that people come from all around for that. The uh, Christmas Bazaar has be become huge. Um, I'm sure Mrs. Fowler remembers in the early days, the Christmas Bazaar was totally done by um, our parents. And most of our, our mothers at that point, back in, the, back in the olden days, didn't work. So they were home and didn't have a whole lot they had to do. So they started right after Christmas every year and started making crafts and ornaments and things to sell. And people would stand in line to get into that. Um, finally, they figured out it's easier to uh, sell tables and let other people do all the work because most of our mothers now are working mothers. Um, but I, 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 people come from all around for the Christmas Bazaar. And, um, you know, it's, it's become an important part of the community. So I've heard of the infamous tree project. <laughs> well, you know, back when I first started at St. James, I had a meeting with the headmistress at that time, whose name was Jill Ellis. And I said, Jill, tell me, what am I supposed to teach? She said, well, Judy, you can pretty much decide what you want to teach for yourself which is unheard of in today's world. But I was given the, the opportunity to build my own curriculum. So I spent hours and hours and hours going through the curriculum for the whole school, trying to figure out where we had gaps. And the one place we definitely had a gap was nobody was anywhere in the school was teaching any botany. So I thought, okay, what should we do about that? And I thought, well, trees is a good place to start. So I built a tree unit. And then it didn't do it in the very beginning, but as time went by, one of the kids, I think, said, my mother has a leaf collection. I wish I could make one. I thought, well, that would be fun. So the leaf collection actually was, if you looked at the assignment, the kids had to find 18 leaves, different leaves, and identify them. And I gave them a notebook that had very simple leaves like maple and oak and you know things that were pretty easy to find. And the rule was if you couldn't find one of them, then you could put in any other leaf as long as it came off of a tree. Well, it was one of those things that just got bigger and bigger and bigger and the parents got involved and the parents became very competitive and honest to God, some of my kids turned in leaf collections that could have been doctoral theses. Um, and then they started talking about selling the leaf collections to raise money for the school. And I kind of had to put my foot down on that. I said, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, and I do know that they, they don't do it anymore, which made me kind of sad. And one of my parents, who, whose son I had taught, his daughter came into second grade the year I left, and he came up to me in the hall one day and he said, Mrs. Dawson, I can't believe this. 
they're not doing the leaf collection anymore. We have been so looking forward to doing this. I said, well, count your blessings. <laughs> That's a great story to go along with that project. I know, I know. Honestly, I wish you could have seen some of these leaf collections. They were just amazing and creative. And in the early years, I what well, the hardest part was the kids would turn these in and they'd have nine times, almost every one of them would have mystery leaves. And it's like, I don't know what this is. Will you tell me? Well, you know, little did they know. I didn't know any better than they, what they were. And we had a, a, a woman who worked in our office at one point. And her husband was a landscape architect. So I used to call him in and I'd say, you know, come in here and help me because I don't know what these leaves are. And there was, I remember the story one time, there was a leaf and, and he could not figure it out either. He said, I, I've never in my life seen this leaf and I, I can't find it in any books. Took him months to research this and he was determined he was gonna figure it out. And he finally called me one day, he said, I found the leaf. He said, it only grows in Israel. I said, well, to my knowledge, none of my kids have been in Israel, but um, it turned out I asked them, I said, where did you get this leaf? They said, it's off of the tree that's in my, the atrium in my church. Because somebody had gifted the church a tree from Israel and the leaf ended up in the leaf collection. So we, found, we had some really interesting ones. I learned a lot about leaves in all the years that we did that. That's really neat. I honestly wish I did that in second grade too. <laughs> I, I always wanted to, and just before I left, I had talked to this, the parent who was so disappointed about not being able to do it. I always wanted to go back and do a map of the campus and, lab, and label all the trees because that would have made it so much better because then the kids really, we have an amazing campus with almost every leaf I asked them to find was on our campus except one. Uh, and it had been there and they cut it down. <laughs> Um, and I always thought that would be such a great project for one of our classes to do is to go out and re do some research and actually make a, a botanical map of all the trees on campus. Definitely could be possible. I know, you could do it. So if you had one word to describe St. James, what would it be? Well, that's like, what's my favorite memory from 30 years? Um, I actually, I've actually thought about this. Um, it's really difficult to get this down to one word. I came to, I, I got it down to two. And the first one that came to my mind was dedication. And dedication came to mind because I've seen it from both sides or all sides. Um, the dedication of the teachers and that has never been more or foremost in my mind as it has been this past year. Um, I hope you all appreciate what your teachers are doing in order to make this possible. It's hard what they're doing. I'm not sure if I were still teaching, I'm not sure I'd be up to the challenge. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot, but they're dedicated and they're doing it. And, and my heart goes out to them and my thanks goes out to them for carrying on the good fight. Um, it's not just the teachers that are dedicated, it's the students. I've watched students work so hard when, when, it was, when it was difficult. I mean, it was easy for some students 
but not all of them. And I knew that. And I knew, I think my heart went out to the ones who had to work even harder just to, to keep up with the others. The dedication of parents. Your parents have, have supported you and helped you along the way. And um, I was always so very grateful for that. They would so help and support me as well. There was a dedication spiritually from the church and how they supported us and helped us. Just so much dedication all the way around. Everything from the administration down to the custodians who worked so hard to keep that building so clean and, and presentable and nice for you guys. The other word that came to mind is memories. You've asked me a lot of questions about my memories. And I've just talked ad nauseum for the last hour about memories and I could go on for probably a couple more days. I have, I have so many. Um, and 98% of those have all been good memories and, and I'm grateful for that. But when I, I look to my children and how they remember St. James, it's their memories um, that they talk about and, and their happy times and, and good thoughts and, and so many memories. So I think the dedication of many have provided the memories for all. Love that. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the St. James Academy podcast commemorating the 200th anniversary of the founding of St. James Academy. To learn more about the commemoration, visit our website at stjamesacademy.org, and that saint is spelled out S-A-I-N-T. Or you can email us at info at stjamesacademy.org. Thank you.